Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. As an educator, Mr. Nelson's teachings are still being quoted in school. Everyone can rise above their circumstances if they are dedicated and passionate. Today, Nelson Mandela's teachings continue to inspire. Inspiration. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. Live from our newsrooms brings back our hit news network, SNN, with many news anchors like Arthur Brooks, Addison Hayden, and Beatrix Gemma. Brings you stories about the news worldwide. Tune in on Atlanta's number one stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6 radio stations. To get the latest news today, listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Inclusion is just walking up to someone and being yourself. Inclusion, let's pass it on. Like 18-year-old Sarah Grecian. My twin brother Jacob has an autism spectrum disorder. He didn't have any friends. So Sarah took action. She started Score a Friend. Including people with differences is the right thing to do. Inclusion is in you. Now pass it on from PassItOn.com. I saw something this weekend. And over the last two weekends, that was literally jaw-dropping. That blew me away. For years and years, we've had these coaching clinics, seven-on-seven summer camps. Oh, man, it is a gold rush. The quality of quarterback play in college that I have seen in two weekends is unbelievable. The Pac-12's quarterbacks, just that conference, have completed 73% of their throws for uh, 43 touchdowns and five picks. Bo Nix, first rounder. Caleb Williams, number one pick. Uh, I had no idea. Deion Sanders, uh, Shadur Sanders was that good. Uh, Michael Penix, Jr. of Washington, all four first round picks. That's just the Pac-12. I'm not sure if Deion's son will leave. He may want to stay with dad and Travis Hunter. I get that. The quality is insane. Caleb Williams, we all know, is great. He didn't have the best weekend in his conference. There are so many I can't name them. Deion Sanders' son, Shadur Sanders, I had seen him on YouTube at Jackson State. I didn't know how good he was. I text two general managers in the NFL during the game against TCU. I said, I'm absolutely blown away. Am I nuts? They're like, no, he's a first-round first round quarterback. The kid last night for Duke, Riley Leonard. That's a first-round quarterback. 6'4", mobile, 360 dunks. The kid, these kids are incredible. I've never seen any Jordan Travis at Florida State. If I left your quarterback out, it's because there's too many to name. It's a gold rush. All these years of seven-on-seven camps and personal coaching, 
it's I, I Notre Dame as a guy Hartman people like him and I'm like yeah I do too he, he in many years you could talk yourself into a first round pick for him he's playing a second or a third because there's so many we may have seven eight nine first round quarterback picks and what does it mean I'll tell you what it means your NFL team and your NFL executive they watch the same thing I did they watch the same thing you did you noticed it don't tell me you watched college football the last two weeks and didn't think damn this is kind of good like way better college football in the 70s and 80s teams literally were running like wishbone stuff in the 70s I can remember watching Nebraska during their national championship year Tommy Frazier was a runner not really a thrower these guys are four wide five wide they can run they can jump they can pass it's deep it's underneath and what does it mean it means your NFL executives are gonna be very impatient with their quarterbacks Jordan Love brah win now Green Bay's drafting a quarterback if that kid doesn't look good by Thanksgiving Justin Fields I think it's gonna work if it doesn't we're moving on there's too much talent out there Kirk Cousins is 35 you know what he's kind of expensive Brock Purdy maybe it was a fluke what if he sputters? They're not going to give it to Sam Darnold. They're drafting another one. Geno Smith. Can you do it again? Seattle's roster is built. Built. Because it's so young for another young quarterback. And then start spending money on free agency. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Everybody in Atlanta is like, oh, I like Desmond Ritter. You better. If he's not good in the first six to eight weeks, don't kid yourself. They're looking at Tate. Dak Prescott's gotten really, really expensive. Uh, CJ Stroud do you give him a second year these guys I'm watching are more athletic than CJ Stroud that's what I saw from Riley Leonard last night Deion Sanders son's insane what a talent that kid is I, I YouTubed months ago just to see you know can he play it all and it's like jaw-dropping so uh, Jared Goff if the Lions all this hype disappoint you don't think they're going to draft a quarterback next year? So I, I am sitting there and I'm watching it. And I just, it was astounding how much talent there was. Absolutely astounding. Um, you know, I'm a dummy. Of course, Deion Sanders' son's a great player. <laughs> He's one of the greatest athletes in the history of the NFL. But all this talk about Caleb Williams and Drake May. And I'm sitting there thinking, just don't forget about Shadur Sanders and the kid at Duke. Jordan Travis. I I haven't mentioned six or seven other ones. It was phenomenal display put on this weekend. Look at this kid for Duke, Riley Leonard. He's 6'4". He's outrunning quarters. Good hell. Bo Nix. It was a video game. Throws it deep, throws it short, throws it on the run. All-time stuff. And it makes the sport, for the record, so much more enjoyable. Yeah, I should mention Drake May, because many believe he's number two, and he's classic. Another big kid. Move, run, throw. Jaw-dropping. Just absolutely jaw-dropping talent, and it's all now come together. All the clinics, all the seven-on-seven, seven, all the summer stuff. Keep your eye on the lefty from Washington, Michael Penix. He throws as pretty a ball as any quarterback in college football. It rate watch. Fascinating TV, the pregame shows, postgame shows. But there was this sort of narrative over the course uh, of the game and after the game that nobody, nobody thought Colorado was going to work. Can we stop with that? I've been at this company for seven years. We've never promoted a season opening football game more than Colorado and TCU. We weren't there for TCU. 
We were there for Colorado and Deion Sanders. And by the way, we also scheduled next week, Nebraska. So the first two big games for Fox are Colorado. That's never happened in the history of the program. So this company, which knows football, was all in on it. And by the way, um, my opinion on Dion to Colorado was very much in line with, I think, most reasonable people. The Colorado football has been like as anonymous as a prank phone call for most of my life. Okay, so he's going to give him attention and juice and he can recruit like crazy. Uh, and by the way, we also knew he was a good coach because in Jackson State, he was like great in three years. He was really good immediately. So you know he can recruit. You know he can coach. He did it at Jackson State. And he's going to give it juice. But did I think they were going to beat TCU on the road? No, I thought they were going to get clobbered. Why? Because 70% of their roster was transfer portals. That was amazing. The fact that you can bring in virtually three out of four players were brand new and not have a lot of penalties and be efficient. That's impressive. Nick Saban's first year at Alabama. I watched it. They went seven and six and lost to Louisiana Monroe at home. Pete Carroll, six and six. Kirby Smart, eight and five. And those are football powers. Colorado's not even a medium program. It was bottom five in the country last year, offense and defense. It is a bottom program that is not well funded. But this idea that nobody thought it would work, virtually everybody, including this company, couldn't wait to watch it. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in my life I've literally woken up on a morning and thought, God, I can't wait to watch Colorado football. That happened exactly never, except with Dion. People thought it, don't conflate the two. Not thinking they'd be very good in game one with 70% transfer portal kids. I mean, I, I watched schools last year, Lincoln Riley, uh, Brian Kelly, big transfer portal, not close to 70%. And those teams were choppy and uneven and chaotic. They were basically flawless in the first quarter. Now TCU, a lot of guys went to the NFL. This is not a great TCU team. And Colorado, by the way, could get pushed around by Nebraska. I don't love their defensive front. Don't be shocked if they lose against Nebraska, right? Uh, but this guy won't be falling. But the idea that nobody believed in Dion, we knew he was a good coach. We know he knows talent. The most shocking thing to me wasn't about Dion. It was about his son. His son's unbelievable. Now, you know, I'm a dummy. Of, of course, Dion's son would be athletic and, and capable. Dion's the best cornerback in league history and many think by a mile but i didn't think his son would go jackson state to power five and look like a first round quarterback playing with all new teammates that was insane to me but everybody i mean there's belief and then there's suspension in belief logic doesn't go off the window i mean i think my kids are smart i didn't think at 12 they were ready for college I think Deion Sanders is a good coach. I didn't think in game one with 70% of transfers, they'd be that seamless and penalty free. Maybe my kids could go to college at 12. You know, our dad's pretty smart. The point being is don't conflate the two. Most people thought Dion was good for Colorado. A little surprised how well they played against kind of a down TCU team. Let's not go overboard. They're gonna lose some games, may lose to Nebraska. I don't know. Gotta watch it, can't wait. So Sean Payton had a blunt message for Russell Wilson after Russell's awful 2022 season. Quote, stop kissing babies. You're not running for public office. By the way, Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins gonna operate differently than other quarterbacks. 
But the difference is, you know, they can't wear that religion and that belief on their sleeve. It hasn't helped merch sales. Neither is in the top 30 in selling jerseys. So maybe it's just who they are and not a sales pitch. We don't have to be cynical about everything. But it is interesting. People treat Russell Wilson differently. Pete Carroll tired of him. Uh, Michael Robinson said he was an inauthentic robot. Golden Tate, when he left for Detroit, took a shot. The Legion of Boom did. Everybody likes Kirk. I mean, let's be honest, Stephon Diggs wanted a new quarterback, but it was nothing personal. Russell feels polished. He's always trying to be polished. And that's not real life, because life, and we all know this, is never polished. After the Netflix show, Kirk Cousins, the family guy, called it nerd swag. And I have to be honest, I liked him more. With Russell, any issue he has, people tend to like him less. This isn't my opinion. Sean Payton saw it and addressed it. Teammates have seen it and addressed it. Because Russell can feel calculated, fair or not. Again, Payton called him out for it, and Sean and I had talked about that before he became the Denver coach. And Sean is an interesting guy. I don't know him that well. I interviewed him 20 times, went to dinner with him, but I know he's authentic and real and passionate and blunt. And that doesn't always fit with polished and refined. It just doesn't. Now it is arbitrary in our society. I've talked about this before, who we punish, who we sometimes fire, who we defend. We're very arbitrary about that. Usually whoever we agree with politically will back. Whoever wins games, Jordan six for six, punts the teammate, nobody cares, Draymond Green did it, get him out of the league. I understand that winning solves everything. And if Denver wins this year and Russell is great, maybe people will like him more. But I do feel like sometimes, and I think this is a fair criticism, I could be wrong, because in my dealings with Russell, he's been very authentic. In my one dealing with Kirk Cousins at an event years ago, I thought he was religious and authentic. Kurt Warner's religious. I've always felt that's very authentic. But sometimes I do feel a little like Russell is trying to act like he thinks a leader should. And I think what leadership is, is authenticity. Michael Jordan never apologized for his flaws. I've seen Mahomes yell at Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. I've seen Peyton Manning yell at his center Jeff Saturday and coaches. I've seen Brady yell at multiple people. Hopefully when he comes to Fox, he doesn't yell at me. But that's authentic. And I've seen Kobe and Shaq and all great players get upset and see emotions. Years ago, there was a moment for Kirk Cousins. Again, a family man, very, very decent, very nice guy. That raw, that anger, a touch of venom, wanted to make it stick. Kirk Cousins is a really nice guy. But we like that. That's what we like. It's what coaches like. It's what teammates like. Nobody holds a grudge when Brady screams at you on the sideline. By the way, Brady didn't hold a grudge when Belichick did it. I mean, they didn't have dinner in 20 years. But leadership is authentic, and sometimes leadership is volume. I've been yelled at by bosses regularly, and I'm okay with it. As long as they're okay with me sometimes raising my voice to defend myself or my content. Polished isn't leadership. It feels inauthentic. You like that? Yeah.
I do like that. Let it go. Let it rip. Yell. Be upset. Be pissed. That's leadership too. Um, so the ringer, that's Bill Simmons, uh, biz, had quarterback rankings. And, uh, this is pretty interesting. So, uh, you know, we, we all do this, right? But this is what we do. Quarterback rankings, it's really a quarterback sport. And lists are fun. So I was just reading through the ringers list, and it was like, I didn't have to agree with all of it, but it's pretty darn good. That's Patrick Mahomes, number one, and, uh, uh, Josh Allen's number two, uh, Justin Herbert number three, Joe Burrow four, I'd probably move him up, uh, Lamar Jackson five, I don't have a problem with, Trevor Lawrence six, Aaron Rodgers seven, uh, what's that? Dak Prescott eight, Matt Stafford nine, Jalen Hurts ten. Now, I'm not picking on Dak Prescott, but if this is a list of the best quarterbacks in the NFL today, you tell me, what is Dak Prescott better than Jalen Hurts at. Mobility, not close. Availability last year, nope. Precision passing, I don't see it. Leadership, I don't know how you're a better leader than Jalen Hurts. The guy's impossible not to root for unless you're playing against him. Greg Cosell came on our show, I think about two weeks ago. He watches film for a living. NFL films 44 years. I've never had a guest who's more objective. He doesn't take sides. In two months, we could be saying this. You know, Jalen Hurts is now a top five or six quarterback. No reasonable person has ever said that about that Dak Prescott. That's that's never been an argument. The more they've depended on him, the more mistakes he makes. His best year actually was his first year when Zeke was the best running back in the league and they had the best offensive line by a sizable gap. He led the NFL in picks last year and missed five games, and Dallas was 4-1 without him. I saw Jalen Hurts go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback some believe I do probably by a long shot. And he went toe-to-toe with him, foot-to-foot, not even healthy, toe-to-toe. I can't recall a Cowboy win when Dak outperformed an elite quarterback in his prime. I know, I know, he outperformed Tom Brady last year. Tom's 46. (laughs) Okay, Tom is 46 years old. When I see Jalen Hurts, I see precision. I see playmaking. I see pressure player. When I see Dak, I see a regressing pocket passer who needs a lot of help. Again, in two or three months, we may very well be saying Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback. I don't know if it happens. I think it's possible. Do you think in two or three months we'd be saying that about Dak Prescott? I like the ringer and Bill Simmons, but in no world do I watch NFL football on Sundays, Thursdays, or Mondays, watch Jalen Hurts and Dak, and think Dak is better. At what? Pre-snap stuff? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not in the helmet. Jalen Hurts is better than Dak Prescott. I don't even think there's an argument. All right. And that is, for the record, no shot at Dak. Just Jalen Hurts is great. Will he be as great as last year? He lost his coordinator. Probably not quite as great. But if he came back 10 to 15%, the guy may still be in the MVP running.